Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. I launch podcasts. Today I'm talking about the future of podcasting and what Iron Man can teach podcasters. See my lovely artwork? I'm not a very good artist. Let me just have a conversation about where we stand today and what the future predictions are likely to be in the future. So a lot of people have this misconception that science fiction predicts the future. Actually, it doesn't. Science fiction explores uh, absurdities of the present and kind of extrapolates where things can go, but based on all current current ideas. And I, and I think that's part of what I want to talk about today. Although with one exception, maybe maybe Iron Man gets it a little bit a little bit different. So that's one thing. Sci-fi just expands on the present. It doesn't really predict the future. Let's talk about the future, the present of podcasting. And the, and, the, and the kind of future of where things are. So right now, when we produce a podcast, we produce a podcast for a lot of reasons. We might want to entertain people, or that's fine, or provide news, that's fine. But ultimately, most podcasters, not all, but certainly most podcasters, and certainly the podcasters that I work with, business-focused podcasters, ultimately want a, their podcast to lead to some tangible business outcome. Not just outputs of downloads, but they want a tangible business outcome. And that tangible business outcome in most places, for most podcasts, I should say, is visiting a website, downloading a book, buying something, whatever. But the process to get there is very multi, multi-screen. And it's standard inbound marketing stuff. And this is boring. I'll get to the future in a moment. Right now, with every bit of inbound marketing, uh, I should define that. Inbound marketing is basically content marketing. You make good content. You distribute it in a lot of places so that somebody finds that content and it leads them back to your center, which is likely your website. Or maybe it's your, your store. That's what inbound marketing is designed to do. You distribute stuff out and then people come back. Now, herein lies the problem. With podcasting, if you want someone to come back, if you want them to take some sort of an action, their phone is in their back pocket. They've got to pull out their phone, and maybe you've said something like, hey, in the show notes, you can click through and go to my website. Okay, great. But that person then has to pull out their phone. Your listener has to pull out their phone and go to your website. Okay. Or, in my case, with my clients, I spend a lot of time, and part of the reason why this show isn't a podcast, I spend a lot of time working on them to get all of the metadata together. That's all of the text and all the other descriptive information so that somebody, A, can maybe discover the content and also take some action after that. Lots of links inside of the show notes to bring them back to the website. And that's fine, but it's not accurate. You know what's really accurate? What would be really, really cool? If we could do 
this. I'm assuming you've seen the movie Iron Man. In the movie Iron Man, Tony Stark does a lot of amazing things. But the most amazing thing that he does is he's built Jarvis, an assistant, if you will. A virtual assistant, not a robot, just simply a disembodied consciousness, if you will, that he can ask to do tasks and ask questions about. Ask questions of and get responses. Right? You've seen it. Hey, Jarvis, do this for me. Well, I won't say that we're there today with, with search, with, with Google Assistant, oops, I should quiet, or with the Amazon device, or with any of the other smart speakers or smart cars, but we certainly are getting there. We're starting to see different activities from people when they utilize these voice assistants to do tasks. You might, in fact, we've seen, we've seen changes in people, how people interact with these AIs all the time. Like, I remember back in the day when I searched for uh, weather in Phoenix, Google would direct me to Intelecast, U.S. Weather Service, some um, local news station had a page that showed the current weather. They don't do that anymore. If you type in weather and whatever your zip code is or your city name, Google will just give you the answer. So they've, they've changed. They, because people want information. They don't always want to go to a website. Transferring that into the search mode, some data I've seen from, in, uh, from Google indicates that when people are using voice assistance, they're asking for different questions. They're not saying, they're not just repeating their search terms. Weather, Phoenix, Arizona. They're saying crazy things like, What's the weather going to be in my neighborhood at 3 o'clock this afternoon? Type that into a, uh, a search box in Google, and you're not going to get a really good answer for that. And today, you're not getting a really good answer from your virtual assistant. But that guy right there, Jarvis, Jarvis would totally give you the right answer. Think about this. There was a podcast I was listening to last week, and I think I ranted about it, where the um, author, the, the, the podcast host said, hey, uh, check out, this is my, my guest. It's, he's got this one really, really cool uh, piece of information, this survey. This, the, I think it was a, a research paper that he'd, he had written and talked all about it. Now, there, there, were, there wasn't a link, and which, which really upset me, because I wanted to be able to pull up my phone and click the link to that research paper, to click the link to that doctor to get more information about that. And I couldn't because they didn't include it. But now I'm thinking, you know what? That's a terrible piece of advice, maybe, for the future. Um, hang on, let me turn that off so that it stops uh, annoying us with the, with the pings, because i got a client who's doing crazy things. Um, maybe that's not a really good experience, after all. Because what I really want to do is I want to just shout at my, my mobile device, my phone, and say, Hey, phone. Hey, Jarvis. Give me information about this doctor. And I want the phone to give me information about the doctor. Now, the phone can't do that today. Can it do it tomorrow? Hmm, maybe so. Can it listen to what we're doing right now and make some assumptions of what I'm looking for? Yes, absolutely it can. So think about that future, podcaster. When I don't have to take the phone out of my pocket and I don't have to visit a web page to get the information, why can't this thing in my pocket, in the future, this AI, this, this Jarvis, give me the information that I need. That's the direction I think we're going to see voice assistant content work. And to me, it's the most exciting thing happening right now 
that we're all ignoring mostly in podcasting. We're still focused on long-form content. We love our crime dramas. We love our investigative journalism. We love our audio dramas. And I love all of those things, too. But the future, or a future, in my opinion, is much more Jarvis-like. And the challenge we're going to face as content creators is how do we respond with our shows in that medium where show notes mean nothing. A show's website means nothing because you don't have to go through it. People are, are listening on their on their mobile devices. They're listening in their cars. They're listening as they're doing work and they follow them around the house. Again, think back to the way Jarvis works with Tony Stark in Iron Man. He occasionally, he, the AI, occasionally uh, takes over a piece of equipment or machinery. Well, so do your smart speakers and stuff. Occasionally there's something there, but most of the time it's just giving back information. We need to seed that with the type of content where it can bring back information. This didn't happen overnight, Google just giving you the weather results. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of new. What it used to do was it would look for people who had specially coded their website with certain pieces of microdata and provide them that information. We don't have any of that yet for podcasting which really opens the door wide when you can make a better you can make better content for audio only content maybe the future is audio only maybe the future is audio only that's what i want you to think about hey listen if you need help thinking about this or launching podcasts launching podcasts is what i do i launch podcasts and you can find out more information about me at podcastlaunch.pro Evo at podcastlaunch.pro if you have questions. Thanks for watching. I'll be back tomorrow with another podcast pontification. Until then, cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, 
abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.